Bruh, 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 what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Gentlemen, hello. How are you doing? Welcome back to Honey House Live. We got Bob. He's already excited for the show. He doesn't even care. He's like, let's rock and roll with this. Oh, I better hit, I better hit record on my backup recorder. Here we go. Let's do it right now. Boom. It's recording. Fantastic. So now we have a backup from this point. Ah, evolution. Isn't it a wonderful thing? Welcome back to Heine House Live, episode 24. Holy shit, are we on 24? I think so. August 25th, 2019. It's in the middle of the day, 3.30 p.m. on this lovely Sunday. Welcome to the show. Let's jump right in. How about the intro? Where's it at? It is on the soundboard uh, here. Welcome to Heidi House Live, a podcast about the exciting and ever-changing world of gaming and technology. Heidi House Live is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. For all other info, including links to our community Discord, live video feed, episode archive, and a whole host of other great entertainment, please visit HeidiHouse.com. I think that was probably my best remix ever right there on the fly. Hi, folks. How are you doing? Welcome back. So good to see you on this lovely day. This is a podcast where I talk about gaming, technology. We do some uh, random shit. We talk about anything and everything. What's going on in my life? What's going on in your life? We have some comedy. Just whatever happens, happens. This is a casual conversation amongst friends. Heinehouse.com, of course, is the website. Uh, you can find me on social media everywhere at Heinehouse. Hmm. Hey, Bob. How you doing, bud? See, Bob just came over. What's going on, bud? I'd uh, flip to the other cam, but I am not wearing any pants. You guys know how to do the podcast. I don't wear pants. Like, that's no shit. I don't wear pants. I mean, I've got boxers on, but, you know, it's Arizona. It's hot here, okay? It's the desert. All right? It's time to time to cool off. Time to relax. Just let it all hang out. Literally. Um, folks, of course, the show is completely funded and supported 100% by your support, on Patreon. I always make a mention of this because the show is here because of that support. And I want to thank each and every one of you for your support on Patreon. Round of applause to everyone. Thank you. We have some new additions. Oh, new addition. Great, great group too. Great band. We have some new additions here. Thank you to everyone on the ground floor, the main level, and the game loft tiers. Patreon.com slash Jason Heine. It's completely different. I redid everything on there. Please check it out. Go to the website. Take a look around. I've added additional content. Yes, additional content. What do you think about that, Tim? Uh, He loves it. How about a ding-woo? Can I get a ding-woo? Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Shout out to Chris Dodson. Chris Dodson, my Dodd bro, my Day of Defeat bro. You're not, I mean, we don't play Day of Defeat together. We should. But uh, I appreciate you letting me know that, hey, you didn't put me on the slide, you bastard. I got you on there, bro. Look at you. Look at you. Gotcha. Uh, Tim Adams, my man, thank you for upping your pledge to the main floor tier. And I got you in there. I just added you. 
saw that come through this morning. I appreciate you. You guys all getting ready for that uh, Heine House after party. Heine House after party. That's the additional show that I'm doing, Patreon exclusive. It's a half hour long or less, and I talk about additional content or areas that I wanted to invest more time but couldn't do it here on the show. I believe the first episode is going to be my eBay episode. It's going to be all about my history of eBay, everything I've done on eBay from when it started. I started there in 2000, and uh, I've sold everything from cars to BMX bikes to Longa Burger Baskets. You've got mail. It was a lot of fun. Good times. We're going to talk about that. I'm trying to dig through my garage to find all my plaques. I have power seller plaques and all kinds of shit that they gave me, and I'm trying to find them for that episode. So, But anyway, September... September, I'm going to be releasing one. It's coming up one to two a month, folks. So that's only five bucks a month. Boy. Uh, attention, attention, attention. Hold on. Let me get my attention, 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 attention. 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 If, if your, your name, name is, is being called, called out, out. Attention, attention, attention. Steve Aker, Rusty Lewis, Adam Pewitt, Robin Steffen, and my homie Rick. I'll send you a text, Rick. I got your cell phone. If you just heard your name, please log into your Patreon right now and put yourself on the main. Oh, shit. I actually just realized I got to change it to main floor. I put main level on the slide. It's supposed to be main floor. I'll fix that. Uh, If you just heard your name, Steve, Rusty, Adam, Robin, Rick, go log into Patreon and put yourself in the main floor tier. Because you, when I added, when I added that tier, it didn't automatically put you in there. So make sure to opt in or you will not get the additional content. Please, 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 please go opt in. Okay? Love you guys. Thank you. Yeah, we're currently at 26. Currently at 26 patrons, which means we're over 25% of the way. Would love to hit that 100 patron uh, milestone. Would love to. Folks, please check it out if you can. I make a big deal of it because it is really important. I mean, the show is here because of you guys, and that means a lot to me. Um, you know, I'm on track. I want to do this full time, straight up. I mean, no shits about it. So let's let's uh, let's let's get there. How about it? Thank you. Um, of course, you can listen to me in the car. Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, smart devices at your house. You can ask you can ask your smart device to play the most recent episode of Heine House Live, and it will. But it will say it the the proper way. It'll be like now playing Jason Heine, Heine House Live. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're checking out the video feed, hey, give me a little subscribe and hit that uh, notification, that bell icon. Ding. I should have a little bell. I do. I got a ding woo. Hit the little ding woo. <laughs> so you get notified when this shit goes live. And of course, lastly, if you ha- can review the show on any of your podcast apps, that would be great. Really appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. Some random stuff. I'm going to jump right in. I've been playing some cool games recently. I've had some time to play some games. I come home. My schedule is kind of fucked, of course. You already know this. So sometimes I have to stay up like really late or I get up really late and I have like three or four hours till my shift starts at like I have to leave the house at 3 a.m. So I have this like three or four hour window sometimes. So I've been playing some games. Well, I've been playing some American Truck Simulator. Yes, it has returned. Mm, Excuse me. I've been drinking some, some great, great coffee again. Mm. It's fantastic. Steph made me this cup. It's fantastic. Um, I've been playing some American Truck Simulator live on the old Twitch. Look at my new Twitch hat, too. You like that? Pretty cool. We got it on sale. (laughs) Twitch.tv slash The Heine House. 
is where you can find that. Ended up, uh, I was ho- I was wanting to do like a couple hours stream. Ended up doing four fucking hours. It was amazing. I love that game. I really do love that game. Shit was intense. Rolling the triple pup. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. That was a lot of fun. It was cool because the man himself, Pete Dore, came out. And we were talking about speedrunning. And he was talking about, Jay, you need to get into speedrunning. You need to do speedrunning on these racing games. You're a fucking badass at racing games. I was like, well, you know, I appreciate the compliments. But uh, I don't want to come to impose. And I'm trying to watch my figure. I don't, nah, I'm not, I'm not one to, you know, step on anyone's toes. But he goes, bullshit, you need to get in and do it. And I'm like, are people really speedrunning games? And I thought about it. In a way, it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, you're racing, you're trying to beat times. It kind of actually makes sense. So, yeah, he was talking about Wave Race and all these other games and OutRun and uh, Flat Out, and we talked about all these other great games. And I'm like, fuck, man. He was getting me super, super hype. And I think I talked a little bit about this last time, but I'm down. I'm down, bro. So I already started practicing on virtual racing on PS2 on the Sega Ages collection, or Sega Classics collections, rather. So I'm working on that. Did some uh, Twitch speed runs. I did some practice, you know, some some time trials, and I'm really working on it. I, I think I have a shot, man. I think I have a shot to get some world records, so I'm going to go for it. So come by to Twitch, follow me there, cheer me on, and when I'm live, stop by. Say hi. Water's good. I got a towel around my, uh, my, my midsection. You don't have to see anything, as always. Uh, what else did I play recently? I played, I saw on Twitter that Bugbear, they've been posting, like, Wreckfest coming to... <laughs> Wreckfest coming to Xbox One. <laughs> Plays best on Xbox One. <laughs> no, I saw Bugbear posting about Wreckfest is coming to Xbox and PlayStation 4. They're promoting it. It's coming out, I think, on the 29th or 27th in a few days. So I'm like, what? So first of all, I supported this game back when it was a Kickstarter game in like 2012, or 2013. It was a long time ago. Because Bugbear, great developer, they did all the flat-out games. And I love the flat-out series. And so um, they created a Kickstarter saying they're going to do... You probably know of it by Next Car Game. You may have heard that. If you're in the racing scene, racing games, you probably heard of that. Well, they released a Kickstarter and evidently... Not evidently. I mean, I knew about it. It failed. The Kickstarter didn't reach its goal. So I was thinking, oh, shit. Is this game going to be just vaporware like this? I really hope not because I really want a new game from them. Well, the game still is in development. It just took them like four years or five, however long it's been. Like I feel like it's been like five years. Um, but they're finally releasing it on consoles. It's been released on PC, but slowly. It's basically early access. And they've been releasing patches and updates and additions. And it's when I first played it like four years ago when it was early access, I really wasn't down with the handling. I didn't really care for the handling too much, but it has come a long way. I thoroughly enjoy it. Now I played a few hours of it the other day and it was amazing. And in fact, I think they're when they release it on consoles, they're going to do a massive patch and update on PC as well. So this is good news. This is great, great, great news. If you don't, if you haven't played flat out ultimate carnage or flat out two before, do yourself a favor, do that. Such a fun game. One of the best Carnage Destruction Derby games that you're going to play, honestly. Um, It was a freaking blast. I have one. If I can recap the game in like one phrase, here it is. Lawnmower Destruction Derby. That's all. That's all. 
Um, update on Steph's uh, ASMR videos. Update, update. She has been working very hard on her ASMR videos. I believe she has nine that are completed right now. Um, she wants to get me on the Super Nintendo, do some more stuff there, some Killer Instinct, some other stuff like that. So it's going to be coming out very soon. Um, yeah, man, going to be super, super awesome. I cannot, cannot wait to see what uh, how you guys like those. It's going to be great. So anyway, they're coming out. And um, she wants to get a few more under the belt, and then we're going to be uploading them, and they're going to be on the Heine House Entertainment channel. All right? You know. Um, I made a little blurb here on my notes about Wreckfest. I kind of already talked about it, kind of summarized it there. Lawnmower Destruction Derby, that's really what it comes down to. You got to check that out. Um, <sighs> folks, I'm. can I just have a sip of coffee before I get into this one? Hmm. Ah, damn, that's good. I, I unfortunately made the biggest mistake of my life this last week. Can I get another sip of coffee, please? If you have a drink, please swig it with me right now. Let's go. Mm. I made a terrible, terrible mistake. Probably the biggest mistake of my life. <sighs> my schedule, 2.45 a.m. to about 1.30 p.m. All right, that's what I'm working right now. And I'm tired as fuck. Steph sends me a text and she says, red alert, red alert. Red alert. We're out of toilet paper. Okay. That's basically the uh, worst scenario you can be in, as we all know. I said, hey, no worries. I'm getting off at noon. I'll drive, I'll hit up Wally World, I'll get us some toilet paper, I'll get us some TP. So I stroll over there, I drive an hour on my way home, get to Wall World, walk in there, I'm kind of just, I'm, I'm just palming kids out of the way, I'm just like, move carts, get out of the way, watermelons, I'm, no, French bread, no, mm-mm, no, muffins, cookies, oh, maybe a cookie. You know, the warm food section, oh, General Tso's chicken, uh, orange chicken, Maybe some uh, deep fried burritos. No, no, uh uh, fuck you. I want you, but no, not today. I got TP on the mind. Stephanie could be at home on the shitter waiting for toilet paper. This is code red. This is code red. I walk all the way to the back of the store. Walk in there. Walk down the aisle. You know they got a million fucking things of toilet paper. I'm just trying to find. We usually get like. I try to get whatever's on sale, but I don't ever fucking skimp on toilet paper. You cannot skimp here, folks. You know that. This is, everyone knows this. I don't ever get the real cheapy, cheapy shit. I just, I, I go right in and I get, even if it's the Walmart brand, I get the like, the double ply, you know, the, it's, it's stronger. You know, you know, we, we have Taco Bell sometimes. We need, we need that help. Get some help. What? Get some help. So walk all the way to the back, grab a roll. I'm like, uh, great value. Oh, there's, okay, cool. It's a blue package. That's what we usually get. Boom, grab that. Come home. Do, 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 do. Go through the whole fucking checkout, self-checkout. Boom, you know, maybe accidentally grab some cinnamon donuts on the way out. And I walk out to my car and come home. And I come in, throw a toilet paper down. I fucking run to the bed, crash, pass out, go to sleep. Wake up in the evening. Steph says, we have bad news. I say, what's wrong? 
she says. The toilet paper is single ply. Oh! God damn son of a bitch. I bought the wrong fucking toilet paper. I bought this toilet paper. If you're not watching the video feed, go back and take a look at this shit. This is what I bought. First of all, look at this. Look at this. What is wrong with this? Who even makes... Look at... First of all, you can see through it. Yeah, you can see my face. I know you can. You can see my hand. Look, look. What is wrong with... Look at this. It's not even the... Mm, mm, mm. Oh, and it's bad. Let me let me just tell you. It's bad. It's like wiping your ass with sandpaper. It is not good at all. So what happened? What did I do? Well, I bought the wrong one, obviously. I bought septic safe toilet paper. Septic safe. For people who do not know, if you live in an area where you have a septic tank as your sewer, all of your poop and your shit and everything else, <laughs> your poop and your shit... <laughs> your waste and your waste water and everything else goes to a tank in your yard, a septic tank. And then once it fills up, you have a company come out and literally they stick a fucking hose in there and suck the shit out of it. We had a when I was younger, my grandparents had a cabin uh, uh, in the Mount Hood National Forest area. That's in Oregon. And so we would visit there all the time and we would have to use septic safe toilet paper like this. So I'm familiar with this. It's terrible, but it's thinner like this so that it can, it can easily decompose. So they don't want to, they want it easier to decompose and they don't want it clogging the pipes and doing all that crap. So, uh, so yeah, I bought the wrong toilet paper and I was, I felt so bad because she's like, what the fuck is this? It's single ply. You got to be careful. So moral of the stories, do not go buy toilet paper when you're tired. Honestly, I didn't even look at the label. That's how fucked it was. I don't even, I don't even kind of remember going in there. <laughs> uh, what's up, KFC? Are you trying to get us back in there? You had us with that. KFC has been doing some whack shit. Remember last, like, three years ago they did? Or was it two years ago? They did that. It's two chicken breasts with, like, bacon and cheese in the middle, and the buns were basically pieces of chicken. What was that called? Called, like, the Mega Cluck or something? I don't remember. But, uh... They're trying to get us back with mac and cheese bowls. And I got to say, that's a ding-woo. <laughs> this actually looks legit. Now, personally, I think KFC has the best. Well, not the best. But what, what I really liked about KFC were their bowls. They had the, uh, the um, honey barbecue bowl, remember, with mashed potatoes, honey barbecue, corn, honey barbecue sauce, um, and I think cheese and it was really good. I like those. So their bowls are good. So when I heard they're coming out with this, I was kind of excited. Um, oh yeah, the mashed potato bowls. That's right. I made a note of that mashed potato bowls with chicken, corn and gravy. Yeah, those were legit. Um, so anyway, they're coming out with this Mac and cheese bowl topped with crispy popcorn chicken and a three cheese blend Mac and cheese. Uh, they also have a spicy version that you can get with the KFC Nashville hot sauce picture below boom popping it up look at that let's zoom in on that yeah i know it's a, f a picture of like fake food right but honestly look at that i would fucking devour that mm. Mm. i mean you had me a mac and cheese bro what 
Looks pretty good. Yeah, I would eat it. I mean, I need to stop eating that shit, but I would do it. Um, hey, why wait? Why wait? This, this week, week in gaming, gaming history. This is the section where I talk about games that come out or that have come out this week that the podcast is out in history. Does that make sense? I hope so. I feel like every time I explain it, I, I do it worse and worse. <laughs> These are games that have been released in the history. That's all I should say. Um, give give a year, pick a year, any year. Here we go. August 26th. We're going to do the 26th through September 1st. Okay, bring it in the new month. August 26th in 1993, Jurassic Park on Genesis was released. 2001, Mario Kart Super Circuit on Game Boy Advance. Yes, I love that game. That is the game that you can actually use the Game Boy Advance link cable and land those fucking things up and play multiplayer. I have done it. It is amazing. Is that the one where I think you only need one cart too? I think you could I think the host has to have the cart and then the other Game Boys Game Boy Advances don't. I think they also did that with an F-Zero game on there. There's, you have to look that up. There's one where only the host needs to have the game. And think about it. It is then sending the game data through the cable. It is connecting and land up and doing multiplayer in real time through that fucking cable. It's amazing. Way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Speaking of F-Zero, 2003 F-Zero GX on GameCube was released. It's a good day for Nintendo. Couple of good years there. Let's move on to the next day, August 27th in 1992. Super Mario Kart on Super Nintendo was released in Japan. Wow. Wow. It's like the Mario Kart uh, era. Oh, here we go. 94 on August 27th. Earthbound. trying to drink this coffee i don't want it to get cold it's so good um yeah earthbound in japan so good it's so nice that it's on the super nintendo classic you know that we can actually because like i wouldn't i don't own earthbound and i don't have any reason to spend 250 or whatever it is now for a freaking loose copy of that game so i have no interest in that um so i'm happy that we can play it on the uh, super nintendo classic 2002 mafia on PC was released. 2002, here's the big one. SOCOM US Navy SEALs on PS2. Yes, SOCOM. That was a freaking groundbreaking game. Groundbreaking game. 2003, Soul Calibur 2 on GameCube and PS2. 2004, Tony Hawk 4 on PC. They brought it over there on that day and year yeah i mean the early 2000s the mid 2000s is basically like that's fucking tony hawk territory man it's crazy great stuff good times uh 2007 metroid prime 3 corruption on wii was released a lot of games on the 27th man a lot of a lot of good games oh yeah i remember this one like it was yesterday 2008 castle crashers on 360 Oof. What a game. Brilliant game. They really kind of, not that they started the whole like, 
8-16-bit revolution and like the resurgence of it, but they were kind of the front runners in that. I mean, they they really they really brought a great great game out and tons of fun. Remind me a lot of Zelda and side scrolling kind of beat them up. It's just everything you'd love in a game. Uh, and 2017, Ark Survival Evolved on PC was released. That was a big day, the 27th. Let's move on to the next day, though. August 28th in 1998, Command & Conquer Red Alert Retaliation on PS1 was released. Man. 98, man, I was playing, I was playing Command & Conquer on PC around that time. And... Uh, Man, it's fun. It's so fun. I like the originals, though. You know, original Command and Conquer and Command and Conquer Red Alert. Those are my just my two favorites. It was almost like they were not simple, but they were so simplified and elementary at that stage. It was like building. Remember, building, building. You click on something, building. Cannot place here, building. <laughs> and I think. Not that they got more complicated. It's just that they got more involved. You know, they wanted to add to them. And that makes sense. I kind of like the more simplified Command & Conquers because I'm kind of a noob. Um, <clears throat> 2000 on August 28th. Mario Tennis on N64. Everyone, hold your fucking horses. Sit down and just please hear me out. We've had a lot of Mario Tennis games in the past. We've had... We've had re-editions, we've had GameCube, we've had Wii has brought some back, we've had all that stuff. Mario Tennis on N64 is the best Mario Tennis, hands down, my opinion. Tim, what do you think? Uh, okay, he agrees, he agrees. Great multiplayer. Everyone I've played that with or introduced that to, multiplayer, it has been absolutely heated. I'd say even more heated than Smash Bros in some cases. I mean, no, no shit. 2006, Star Fox Command on DS was released. 2012, Guild Wars 2 on PC was released. 2012, oh, we got a bunch. We got three games here in 2012 on the same day. Same day, Guild Wars 2 PC, Ratchet and Clank Collection on PS3, and Walking Dead Episode 3, Long Road Ahead. Holy shit. 2012, was that... How many episodes were in that? Was it three? It was. Damn, dude. I need to play that game again. I need to go through that. That was one of the greatest experiences I had in narration, storytelling, and decision-making in a game. Honestly, it was so good. Um, August 30th in 2000. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. On PS1 was released. <laughs> In 2004, Pikmin 2 on GameCube was released. I'm going to jump forward a few years. 2011, MK Arcade Collection on PS3. It was also on 360 and PC eventually, but for some reason it, it hit PlayStation 3 first. Probably because they had maybe some exclusive deal or something. But uh, what a great game also. It was... I got to say, I the multiplayer was really kind of laggy and buggy at the start. And it was definitely a game breaker. It's hard to have a fighting game lag, right? I mean, because 
your inputs have to match up with what you're doing. It's kind of like uh, it either works or it doesn't, right? So it was kind of kind of buggy, and I really wanted to play MK2 Online bad, and I did, and I eventually got it on um, Steam when it came to the PC, and it was better. But man, that the original launch of that was kind of rough. It was rough. Um. What did I do? I skipped a day. Cool. We'll go back. 2015 on August 30th, Disney Infinity 3.0 edition. A game that came and went in the blink of an eye. I missed the day, I think. Did I? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I did. August 29th. Ah, I fucked up a day. See, this is what I do. August 29th, 2003, Sword of Mana on Game Boy Advance. This was... A huge release on Game Boy Advance. People were waiting 10 years for the sequel to The Secret of Mana, and they finally got it here on Game Boy Advance. Big game. Uh, Also, August 29th in 2005, Mario Superstar Baseball. It's me. I played a baseball. In 2006, Saints Row, the original Saints Row on 360 was released. Wow. There you go. And 2017, Resident Evil Revelations on PS4 was released. Good stuff right there. Huh? Huh? Two more days here. August 31st. August 31st. <laughs> 31st. I see any more coffee. 1996, Crash Bandicoot. Wow. On PS1. Hype Train, Ding Woo. What do you think about that, Tim? <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a massive game as well. It's really hard to talk about the hype and the amount of excitement surrounding some of these games. It's really hard for me to describe it. You can't really describe it to anyone. You just kind of had to have lived through it. You know what I mean? But the magazines, the game pros, um, the electronic gaming monthlies, everyone was talking about Crash Bandicoot, this new third-person adventure game and the graphics and the gameplay, like everything, it hadn't really been seen before and people were super, super hyped and that was a big game when it came out. Um, 1998, on August 31st, Mega Man Legends on PS1 was released. See, we got some PS1 stuff now. A lot of stuff going on there. Same day, same year, Tenchu, Stealth Assassins on PS1. 1999, Sudoku 2 on PS1. 1999, Dino Crisis on PS1. That is the um, it's the Capcom uh, produced um, survival horror game on PS1. Wasn't it on Dreamcast as well? I think it was. Maybe I'm thinking of a different dinosaur game. I don't know. Maybe it was a light. Is that a light gun shooter? One of them is a light gun shooter. I can't remember. Maybe that's Jurassic Park. In 1999, the OG Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the original on PS1, was released. 2010, Metroid Other M on Wii was released. And in 2017, a game that takes place in my hometown of Portland, Life is Strange, on PS4. A lot of people like that. I haven't played that game, in fact, but I know a lot of people enjoyed it. 
I think someone was saying it was like really short though or something. The story was well, not very long. I don't know. Hi, September. September 1st. This is our last day in the gaming history here. 1998 Bomberman Hero on N64 was released. In 1999, Duke Nukem Zero Hour. It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. I'm all out of gum. Shake it, baby. Shake it, baby. Yeah, Duke, what's up? Uh, in 2000, Pokemon Puzzle Challenge on Game Boy Color was released. Also, same day, 2000, same year, Pokemon Puzzle League on N64 was released. They did a couple of Pokemans. Pokemans. In 2000, Tokyo Extreme Racer 2 on Dreamcast. Sega. 2009, Guitar Hero 5, PS3, Wii, and 360. Think about it. 2009, Guitar Hero 5. Put that into perspective. The Guitar Hero franchise has been out for so fucking long. Longer than I really thought about. Like, holy shit. Longer than I thought. It's a long time. I mean, that was Guitar Hero 5 in 2009, 10 years ago. Jesus. 2015, Mad Max on PS4, Xbox One, and I still need to play this game. I hear it's amazing. Would like to get down on that sometime. Metal Gear Solid 5. Oh, I didn't put the year. What fucking year was it? I don't know. Metal Gear Solid 5. Probably last year. Let's just pick a year, any year. Last year. <laughs> the Phantom Pain on PS3, PS4, 360, and games play better on Xbox One. <laughs> and that's it for this week in gaming uh, history. Dingwoo, what do you think? What do you think, Tim? We're going to jump into some Gamescom news because uh, that is uh, Gamescom happened, and that's basically Europe's answer to uh, E3. And a lot of great developers and manufacturers go out there, even hardware manufacturers and video is out there and a bunch of other people. And they talked about all the new games, new stuff that's happening. Uh, they talk about some of the upcoming games. They have demos you can play, a lot of cool stuff that you can get down on. And, uh, yeah, there's some, there's some highlights I want to talk about. Now, these are stuff that stood out to me, and then there was a ton of stuff. I could do a whole episode just on Gamescom. It's like doing a whole E3 episode. But I'm going to break this down in maybe 10 or 15 minutes here. Mm. Once I have some coffee, that's good stuff. Um, so I saw Darksiders Genesis. Now, this looked really, really good. Uh, coming out on Xbox One, PS4, Steam, Switch, and Stadia. It's going to be uh, all over the board here. It's basically um, they're reworking the Darksiders franchise a little bit, and it's going to be kind of Zelda-like combat, exploration, some top-down hack-and-slash RPG elements that look kind of like, I don't know, a mix between um, Gauntlet Legends and Diablo 3-ish. So it looks good. It looks like a lot of fun. What I like about this, fully playable in co-op, which they which can be seen in the new trailer that they have out there. You can check this out on, on YouTube. Uh, you and a friend can team up as two of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, strife, and war. The apocalypse. I'm waking up. I feel it in my bones. I hope Steph heard me on that one. I like to do that around her because it annoys her. 
And she's like, what's wrong with you? What? Get some help. Stop it. Get some help. What's wrong with you? So, yeah, that looked awesome. Looked good. Definitely be interested in that. Everspace 2. Uh, I saw the trailer to this, and I was blown away. Uh, never played the first Everspace. Never even heard of Everspace. <sighs> Shameful. I know. I, I'm sorry. But I have heard of it now, and it looks amazing. Um, but I love space exploration, space games. Why don't I play more space games? Seriously. I went from in the basically early and mid-90s playing almost exclusively space games, um, Wing Commander, uh, all the Star Wars games, X-Wing, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, uh, Dark Forces. You know, I played all those games. Um, what happened? I just kind of stopped doing it. So this looks really, really cool. Um, in fact, Heart of the Tiger, uh, Wing Commander, Heart of the Tiger is my favorite Wing Commander, just FYI. I have it on, maybe I should stream it sometime. Would you guys be interested to watch that? With It's got Mark Hamill and a bunch of great actors. Good, good full motion video, great story, great uh, gameplay. Maybe I could even use a joystick. I used to always use the, uh, um, like, you know, the upright joystick with, uh, like, flight flight controls and stuff. Maybe, I don't know, I'll take a look at that. But anyway, Everspace 2, yeah, this looks amazing. Um, very intense space battles, exploration, very smooth gameplay, and honestly, even though I don't play space games now, I would absolutely jump back in and do something like this. Looks like a lot of fun, so check that out. Everspace 2. I think it's coming out in like a year. Um, so it's, you got a little time to wait. Or was it 2021? It's definitely, you got some time to wait. But the uh, so far the trailer looked amazing. Let me know what you thought of that. I mean, you know I'm down with the racing games, boy. Yeah. Grid. I was excited to see Grid was there. Codemasters was there talking about uh, all the new stuff in Grid and showed some gameplay. Footage looks amazing. That's going to be a day one purchase for me. Um, I know I've talked about this before a little bit, but now we're getting to see some more of the footage. Looks awesome. Um, it looks kind of like a real nice balance between arcade and sim. Leaning definitely more on the arcade side of things. They have like a, a, a nemesis uh, system where, you know, if you and a rival are kind of battling and attacking each other on the track, you can try to go and try to beat that driver. And it's, it's pretty cool, man. But it's all going to be about the handling. It's all going to be about the control. And uh, but it's Codemasters. I'm not really worried about it. They're the fucking best in the business. October 11th, 2019, on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That's going to be a day one for me. There's also a new game from them, also called Grid, releasing on Switch. And they're smart. You know why this is smart? So people are getting confused. They're like, wait, there's a Grid game coming on PS4, Xbox, and PC, but then also a separate game called Grid for Switch. Like, they're two separate games. Why is that? Why not the same game? Um, probably because Codemasters is really fucking smart and realized they can't get the next-gen consoles, all these these powerful consoles and PC, graphics, processing power, RAM. They, can't, they can get great visuals on those platforms, but the Switch cannot do it. So they are tailoring and making a game specific to that platform. I think it's brilliant. Would you rather have that or would you rather have a fucking shitty 15 frames a second, completely garbage port? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not happening. So, yeah, Codemasters, again, best in the business. You guys are amazing. I cannot wait to play that game, and I'll be supporting you day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, also saw a bunch of Need for Speed Heat stuff coming out. 
And yes, that is the name of it, Need for Speed Heat. Uh, we saw some more gameplay footage from that. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I think it's looking pretty good so far. Now, it doesn't look like a complete shit show that we've had in the past. It looks like, as opposed to pigeonholing you into one dark, gloomy, rainy night till never-ending, they actually have day races that have a whole host of different races that you'll do. Um, circuit races, no traffic, no cops. Almost like uh, like circuit racing. Not like sim racing, but definitely more of like grid-style type racing. And then at night, it becomes Fast and Furious. It becomes Need for Speed Underground. I mean, I say that, I say that, and I don't, I don't want that to come off like, it's Need for Speed Underground, but it has elements of that. The tuner scene, the car tweaks, um, it has the cops, they're back. It has, um, you know, all those night races. And honestly, it looks pretty fun. Like, you have the best of both worlds in a way. And I don't know, I don't know if it's a day-night cycle. I don't think it is because they said in the trailer that you can switch to different, like, day and night. So that would be really interesting if you can just kind of switch on the fly whenever you want. But, um, but speaking of Switch, my daddy taught me a game. It's called Switch. Steph, you know the premise of the game? She, she probably tells you, you put one finger in your mouth. <laughs> Come on, I got to say it. I got to say it once every episode, you guys. Relax, relax. Um, so during the day, controlled events, blocked off streets, circuit races, no traffic or cops. At night, you have traffic, cops, neon lights. And also, I made a mention of this, you have that fucking shitty-ass wet road. Why do we have shitty-ass wet roads on every fucking racing game at night. Stop it. Get some help. Stop it. Seriously, though. Crew has it. Need for Speed has it. All these fucking... Every game I've ever played, I feel like, has this. Like, it's at night, so we're going to have cool light reflections and stuff. No. It's just annoying. I don't like it. Stop it. I don't like the wet roads. First world problems. But am I the only one? I think it's annoying. Oh, yeah, reflections, fancy lights, and graphics. No, it's annoying, and stop it. Um, I don't know if I'll get it day one. I'm going to kind of wait to see gameplay of other people who buy it day one and kind of see how it is. It's going to be hard to justify 60 bucks, and I really don't want to get fucking EA Access Pass. I don't want to pay monthly for that. So I don't know, even though that might be cheaper, a cheaper way to play it. So who knows? We'll look at that. But I, I don't think I'm going to buy it day one. Another um, interesting thing I saw at Gamescom was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Now, Activision was there showing off uh, Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty. This is the Modern Warfare um, playable 2v2. So you could do that kind of uh, at Gamescom. Pretty cool. Um, another thing they showed off, too, was NVIDIA RTX ray tracing individuals, which was kind of like their huge announcement. They're like, yeah, yeah, you can play it. Here's 2v2, have fun. But also, look at the ray tracing. Look at the new visuals. Not going to lie, it did look really good. So I'm excited for that. This, <laughs> to be honest, this, this is the first time in a long time I'm genuinely excited about a new Call of Duty game, for sure. I mean, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare in 2007, 2008, that was the absolute best Call of Duty I've ever played. So I'm excited to get back there. Hopefully this is good too. 
Saw some stuff about Cyberpunk 27, 2077. You know it's going to be good. Everyone's super hyped for this game. If you don't like this game, something's wrong with you. And I think that this is going to be a, a groundbreaking game. They had a one-hour gameplay demo. What? One-hour gameplay demo. And from what everyone's saying is they stole the show. They absolutely stole it. Um, remember, I know that developers can only show so much at certain times. I get that. But these guys are doing it right, man. Remember like E3 two years ago when they showed it? They showed off like another like an hour or 45 minute gameplay demo of it. The game wasn't even an alpha yet. And then this year at E3, they have fucking Keanu Reeves come out. They showed more gameplay than this year at Gamescom, another one hour gameplay. Like they're fucking doing it right. This is this is how you sell games, people. This is how you sell your fucking game. Show us your game. Let us hit us with it. People are always so afraid to do it. And I understand because, hey, the community is a bunch of tough, tough assholes a lot of time. But, man, this is how you do it, doing it right. April 16th, 2020. Um, and they announced it's going to be on Stadia. That's a new announcement in later in 2020. So April 16th for all the platforms and PC. And then later on, no, no official date, but later in 2020 on Stadia. And uh, Nintendo also has some games to play there at their booth. That was cool. Hmm. They had Luigi's Mansion 3 and Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening live on the show floor to play. Dude, we've been all over that. Um, they also had a live stream on their UK YouTube channel where you can go watch some of this gameplay footage. And it looks amazing. So it's cool Nintendo had a little presence there. Um, NVIDIA was there, so we had some hardware, which is cool. And you know it's going to be all about ray tracing, all about RTX footage. But they were hyped to show Call of Duty Modern Warfare with RTX and ray tracing. Looked really good. That was kind of the big announcement. Um, they also an announced and showed off ray tracing for Minecraft. What? What? Minecraft. Yeah, I remember last week we reported on that the super-duper graphics update was canceled. Well, it was canceled, but now this has just come out, is that NVIDIA will be adding support for ray tracing in Minecraft. It's come full circle, folks. <laughs> Minecraft was supposed to be like an 8-bit style game with low res. We want it to look better. Pretty soon it's going to be like Half-Life 2. It's just going to look amazing. Be like Crisis. But can it run Crisis? <laughs> and that was all I had for Gamescom. There's a whole bunch of info on there. Go to Google A, type in Gamescom 2019. You'll be able to look up all this other great gameplay and stuff there. Gamescom 2019. I wanted to do a quick uh, announcement about my American Truck Simulator endeavors because it brings me to a point. It brings me to this crossroad. See you at the crossroads. You won't be lonely. See you at the... Shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Quit butchering our song, you asshole. Um, when I was playing American Truck Simulator, I basically wanted to play it in VR. That's all I could think about was, I want to play this in VR. Even if I'm using the controller, the Xbox controller to play which would be fine, um, at the very least, have the controller and have it be in VR would be mind-blowing to me, absolutely mind-blowing, and I really want to do that. 
I want to ask you guys, the community, because other people, other gamers, other tech heads, you guys have experience with this. And if you do have experience with this, I want your opinion. I want guidance is what I'm saying. So now I don't have any, I don't have the budget for a VR right now. Um, but down the road, I'll, if I can start saving up and allocate money for that, then I would like to invest in a nice VR setup. I've never had one before. Valve Index, which is available now, it's, it's a Steam and Valve's newest VR, 120 hertz resolution, adjustable both with angle and distance in the goggles, ease of use, works inside Steam, which is pretty much where I would play it 100% of the time, honestly. I mean, I, I play it on my PC. So that makes sense. And for it to connect to Steam, that makes a lot of sense. I'm in Steam. I'm going to be playing games that are in Steam. I mean, that makes sense. Um, all signs to me point to the index. But it's 1000 bucks, and I cannot justify the purchase of that right now. That's definitely going to be a, you know, taking some uh, steps <laughs> to make that happen. So my question is, Oculus Rift S, Vive, and some others, they're 300 to 600 bucks. What do you guys think of those? Have you used them? Do you own them? Do you own a Oculus? Do you own a Vive? And then upgraded to the Index. What would be the differences? How are the controllers? How are the grips? I've been watching YouTube videos and trying to get a, um, a baseline for this, and people are saying that the upgrade to the Valve is, or the Index is, great and higher frame rate and resolution is amazing and so i'm kind of like ah you know do i do i do i get the cheaper one and i would probably still enjoy it i probably really like it and i'd save myself some money but would i find myself in a year or two saying i really need to upgrade you know like that's that's the question um i wish i could try them but i can't so this is why i'm looking for your honest input and feedback what would be the best fit for my needs? Playing it on Steam, playing on the PC. Um, what what would that uh, what would that look like? What do you guys think? I want to put that back to you. Get at me in Discord. We can have a conversation about it. Go to my website, heinyhouse.com. Scroll to the top. You can click Discord. There's an icon there. Or it's in the show notes of all the every podcast episode. There's a link to Discord in there. Join in. Um, me personally. I'm leaning towards the index. That makes the most sense. Not by price, of course, unfortunately, but it makes the most sense every other place. You know I'm a frame rate whore. You know I am. I want that high frame rate. Experimental 144 hertz. I think that's going to be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, now, last thing to consider is that I don't have big space for this. It's not going to be set up in a room like this size and I'm going to be doing VR, standing up, walking around, doing shit. I am literally going to be sitting at my PC, my station, and streaming or playing or doing whatever, sitting in a chair. So I don't necessarily need all the room stuff because I don't have a setup for that yet. Yet. Down the road, yeah, sure I will, but right now I don't. Um, so anyway, those are just some of my thoughts. Hit me up in Discord. Let me know what you think. Let's talk about it. I really want, if you own these and have experience with these, hit me up. Uh, recently, uh, Xbox 360 had an update. What? 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 Is, is this for real? Am I am I making this up? No, IGN reported this. The original Xbox 360 launched on November 22nd, 2005. It just had a new update. 
and it says minor bug fixes and improvements. That means only one thing, folks. Security updates. <laughs> they have no reason to update anything on that console except for security. Security. Uh, revealed on support.xbox.com, Xbox 360 OS version 2.0.17544.0 was released earlier today. Comes over a year following the last minor bug and fixes improvements. A year. May 22nd, 2018 was the last update. Just a little fun fact here. Xbox 360 sold 85 million units until it ended production in 2017. Uh, the PS3 also received an update earlier this year, February 14th. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. Brought it with some improvements in system performance. That's cool. But that basically means one thing. Security! Security! <clears throat> Well, we now know basically everyone is listening to you, everyone in the world. Uh, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm, I produce a podcast where people sit and listen to me ramble about a bunch of bullshit. And I'm okay with it. In fact, I really like it. So when I hear that people are listening in on my conversations on my smart devices, I won't say all the names that I want to trigger everyone. Uh, smart devices, you know... When you're pumping gas, the gas station has audio and video. They're watching. They're listening. You know, all stuff's going on. But I'm okay with it. What are they going to hear? Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that later. The people that work for Microsoft, contractors, are reviewing recordings that is overheard from the Xbox Connect. You remember that thing? The now defunct Connect camera? Contractors who are sorting and shifting through the data are saying they're uh, hearing interesting things. Well, I bet your ass you are. Um, accidental activation is what, what's happening. So Cortana basically comes on and people are yelling at Cortana, no, stop, I'm playing a game when it turns on. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Little Johnny's playing Call of Duty and Cortana's like, hi, may I help you? I'm like, no, turn off, stop it. No, I'm, I'm busy. Fuck. God damn son of a bitch. Um, lots of chit chat, some arguing. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Former contractor added that lots of the other voices heard of recordings were of children. Yeah, children just playing their Xbox. Uh, again, this isn't new. Uh, I've talked about this in the past. Smart devices are listening. They, they are going to be listening at certain instances on certain times when that trigger word is uh, put up there. Okay, when you say it. It's going to turn on and listen. And uh, that's that's nothing new. Um, they're just questioning about the trigger words and why it keeps coming on. They're trying to get to the bottom of why something would trigger and come on when you're not necessarily talking to it, just in mid-conversation. So, yeah, it becomes a problem. But uh, nothing crazy here. Nothing, you know, nothing, nothing malicious or nothing violent here. Um, I was interested. I, I contacted Microsoft personally. I said, hey, 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 Bill, uh, I know uh, my Connect. You know, I got my Connect in the living room. It's set up. It's, it's, I use a Connect every day, Bill, Mr. Gates. I use it every day, and I love my Connect. I mean, I, if I could play every game in a Connect, I would do In fact, I plugged my Connect into my PC to try to get it to work with my games, Bill. I love the Connect. 
It's my favorite peripheral. It's my favorite device. Probably, other than Windows 95, this is probably the best thing you ever made, Bill. And I, I appreciate you. So I'm stoking him. I'm, I'm telling him, you know, I appreciate you. So I hear that you're listening in on conversations on the, on the Connect. I'd like to know, what have you heard? What have you heard from my house, from my Connect? Can you send me a file? Can you send me a breakdown of what maybe you heard here? You know what, Bill Gates, so he said, you know what? Yeah, Jay, I got you. Absolutely. No problem at all. I appreciate that your support with Microsoft. I know you've been there a long time. I know you've been there since day one. I know you were in your diapers trying to play Doom. I got you. Sure, absolutely. So you know what? Bill Gates himself personally sent me a file, sent me an audio file of what they heard from our Connect. This is very, very fascinating. Now, if only my fucking iPad would click this link. Open link. So here it is. This is, this is what, what they heard, the Microsoft people heard from our Connect. Let's take a listen in. It's very interesting. Oh, oh God. amazing this is this is a problem this is a real big problem because they sent me three hours of this just three hours of what they heard from our connect (laughs) it's ridiculous it's ridiculous (laughs) so twitch is creating site-wide currency to rival mixer yes so mixer already has their own currency um, and so Twitch now is rolling it out. This is so funny. Ninja makes a switch. All people start to shift to go over to Mixer and Twitch is like, oh my God, we're going to figure this out. We've got currency too. It's like, hey man, I think this is good. Friendly competition in this world is good. And I like the fact that, that uh, people are kind of switching over to Mixer so that it gives Twitch a little bump. Like, hey, keep it fresh. Keep it fresh, boy. Twitch is generating their own point system to mimic or challenge mixers sparks is what they're called over there uh, mixer audiences currently earn sparks by streaming or viewing broadcast and can be spent um, uh, with a whole bunch of different actions such as enabling interactive games creating teams on the platform and much much more that's cool you can do kind of in in browser perks twitch's channel points is what they're called customizable point system program Let's you reward members of your community with perks. Twitch message said, including a taste of benefits typically reserved for subscribers. So this is cool. So you can reward people for watching, taking part, engaging, interacting. I like it. I like it. I've always thought, I've always liked to reward people for them um, spending their time and investing to take part in whatever you're creating. I think it's great. Um, And there isn't really too much info other than that right now. It's uh, coming out and slowly being rolled out to some streamers. 
And uh, we'll see what happens in the future. You kind of have to go into your account and sign up for it, like beta access, kind of like opt-in. But yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's great to have friendly competition in this world. Um, We've been talking about it for years, right? Like who's going to take down Twitch? Who's going to do it? Who's going to be the... the, uh, Who's going to be the big, uh, big man on campus? So uh, this is exciting. I think it's really cool. Friendly competition is awesome. Uh, Fortnite hacks. Fortnite hacks. Stop all the downloading. Researchers at Cloud Security Specialists have uncovered a Fortnite gaming hack. Supposedly, it's an aimbot cheat tool. Gives players an edge while... Disposing of opponents. It sounds so sounds so bad. Disposing of opponents. <laughs> but what it is, is really this hack is ransomware in disguise. Right? Known as Syrik, S-Y-R-K. Uh, I'm probably butchering that, but it's Syrik. I'll just call it that. Uh, and a file name of SydneyFortniteHacks.exe. Real aim of this hack. Well, oh, that's a fun pun. That's a fun pun there is to cheat you out of your money. That's what ransomware is. Ransomware is something that will install onto your computer, hold your data hostage. They will request money in exchange for getting your data back. Before I go any further in this article, I just want to say right now, everyone should be backing up and have two to three backups. All right. It's not backed up unless you have three backups, maybe a hard drive, maybe a second hard drive, maybe a cloud-based Back up your system fully right now because if you get hit with ransomware, the only way to get around that is to just reinstall, wipe out your OS, and reinstall and be done with it. That's how it works. Do not ever pay the ransomware hackers. Don't do it. That just enables them to keep going and keep doing it. Um, so now, but we're talking about people who are downloading hacks for Fortnite. You may fall in a different category in my book, all right? This is me personally, all right? I don't think anyone should have any harm ever done to you, all right? I, I, don't, I don't agree in that. We, this isn't even a topic of discussion. Violence, harassment, discrimination, we don't tolerate that. But if you're downloading hacks for Fortnite, you fall in a little different category in my book. And I'm, okay, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to say it, not be like this fucking psychotic asshole, right? But I mean, you hacking a game, you're pissing me off, all right? Because I work really hard at trying to get good at games, and when I get fucking beat by some scrub who just paid twenty bucks for a hack, you're pissing me off. <laughs> all right, so this are this we have lots of notes here. I just want to try to summarize some of it. If you downloaded the supposed aimbot aimbot game hack, what you do is you get a a a twelve megabyte executable several files embedded within it all right once you run that file the aimbot will then start to do a number of things these include connecting to a command and control server and using a windows registry tweak to disables to disable windows defender all right so it's getting around your antivirus is getting around your defender and user access control some windows resources that could hinder or prevent Cyric progress are monitored closely including the task manager so it's getting around all of these things it's turning them off Cyric then encrypts files including images videos documents music archives it's your data all of it all of it goes um if it's successful all the files are then encrypted in its own file system its own file extension dot s-y-r-k Whew. 
Cyric settings off on a mission to encrypt files, including images, videos, documents, and then you're basically fucked. A message is then displayed to the victim demanding an unspecified ransom and that ransom to be paid in an email contact given to them with instructions on how to do this. The warning states that if the payment is not made before the displayed two-hour countdown window timer reaches zero, then the files in the photo folder will all be deleted following the desktop and all of the contents in the computer will be wiped completely clean. The source code behind Cyric is the Hidden Cry ransomware. Uh, that's what it's called. Hidden Cry source code has already been widely distributed online. Quote, we believe it's possible for victims to recover deleted files, uh, some of the researchers stated, giving the simple method used to delete the files. So there's ways around it. But uh, basically, when this happens, don't even pay. Don't, do not pay the ransomware. Do not do any of that. Just reformat and reinstall and just wipe it clean. Hopefully, you have a backup of all your stuff. Do a backup. That's a, that's a PSA. Go backup your stuff right now. Have a backup of it. That's really shitty. Now, I don't ever wish any ill will, any violence, any harm, any personal harm, none of that to anybody. That's just not right. That's weird. Why would you do that? What's wrong with you? But I'm not going to lie, dude. If you're... Download, I don't care what game it is. If you're downloading hacks for a game or cheats or aimbots or wall hacks or whatever the fuck you're downloading, I don't necessarily think you need to pay a fucking ransom. You know, like that's just stupid. But stop it. Seriously, stop that. That's fucking stupid. Hey, hey, newsflash. Get fucking good at a game. Because you know what? When you, get, when you get done there and you hop out of your basement, when you hop out of there and you jump into real life, there are no fucking aimbot or wall hacks here, folks. Real life, hey, you got to hustle. You got to do some shit. You got to make shit happen. And you're on your own. There's no fucking get out of jail free cards, all right? It's the way it is. So pull your pants up, tighten your belt, fucking work hard at shit. Feels really good when you get good at something. Have that satisfaction. So get over yourselves. GameStop, what the fuck? Lays off over 100 people? Well, they're laying off people. Oh, my gosh. Kotaku reported this. August 20th, 2019, GameStop laid laid off over 100 employees, both at its headquarters and uh, both in Texas and in other places in Minnesota. The Game Informer division got hit as well. Nearly half of the editorial staff at Game Informer, lost their jobs. Um, it's a shame because it's one of the few gaming magazines out there right now, whether you liked it or not or whatnot. It was one of the few still left, still remaining. Um, yeah, and I last week I saw on Twitter, I just it was coming up on my feed of like all these GameStop employees and editors at the magazine were talking about, well, I just lost my job at Game Informer. They were tweeting or like any opportunity. Like I feel really bad, right? I feel bad for these people. They're, hey, GameStop aside, you know, you know, fuck that company. Fuck what they're doing. Like, you know, all their shady business practices and all that shit. All the retail, retail horse shit aside. The people that work there, the people that work at GameStop. And I always, you know, I've always talked shit about, you know, I used to have GameStopper episodes on All Gen Gamers talking about drama and bullshit. They're trying to hit their numbers. I know that. They're try- Every time someone comes in, they have to say, would you like to pre-order this? Is there a game that you'd like to get early access to? Hey, 
Pokemon so and so is coming out next week. Hey, there's a new thing. Would you like to? Would you like to? Would you like to? Because they have to hit their numbers. It's retail. I get it. I've worked in retail. I know it sucks. It fucking sucks. If they there's a board in the back. Ask any GameStop employee. There's a board in the back, and everyone's name is on it. And if they they don't have their if there's a tier, right? Everyone has to be at a certain level. And if you're not there, you're fucking losing. You're not getting your bonus. It's a shitty game. It's a really shitty game. So I feel bad for the people that lost their jobs. I, I, my heart goes out to all of you. I hope you all land on your feet, land upright, and continue to move forward in the industry. You have great experience. If you're an editor, an editorial, you have great edit, editorial skills. I, I think you should be able to land somewhere and get in and continue forward and you'll be just looking at this as a, as a little bump in the road. Uh, quote, while these changes are difficult, they are necessary to reduce costs and better align the organization with our efforts to optimize the business to meet our future objectives and success factors. We recognize that this is a difficult day for the company, in particular for their associates impacted. We appreciate their dedication and service to GameStop and are committed to supporting them during this time of transition. That's the official word that GameStop has said. This is actually on top of of the regional manager that, that they laid off weeks before. And on top of this, Stephanie went to look at her Think Geek uh, account because she had some points in there. And in fact, thinkgeek.com, all of her stuff has been moved over to the GameStop pages and uh, it's not even there anymore. Think Geek, <laughs> it's shut down. Like, what? That's crazy. So they converted all of her points to. Like GameStop points. And so she's like, well, I, I have 10 bucks I can spend at GameStop for a game or something. I'm like, well, we better head over there and get something because it's not looking good. Well, I feel really bad for everyone. I hope that you guys all fall on your feet. Um, Kutaka reported this. Watching a Korn concert. Yes, Korn has performed a concert in an MMORPG. Yes, Adventure Quest 3D and Adventure Quest Otherworlds, both MMORPGs, Korn played a live concert in that game. What? You could pay for a backstage and VIP pass, $10 to $20, real-world dollars. These would let you visit, <laughs> this would let you visit with Korn after the real event, according to the press release. These passes give players access to backstage lounge, featuring new Korn-inspired items, Band avatars and so on. Corn played three songs, all pre-recorded, including one called "You'll Never Find Me." They even had little audio recorded snippets in between songs, referencing the game, like "Make Some Noise, Battle On." It's a nice touch. Uh, as he performed, enemies would pop out uh, and then be defeated. After the concert ended, there was a lobby filled with vendors selling merch and goodies related to Corn. Wow. Pretty much like a real concert. This is fucking awesome. I love this idea. Think about it. Think about this, dude. Oh, my God. Great game concept. Have an arena. Have just an arena. And every single day. Oh, my gosh. This is really coming together. Think about this. Oh, man. Somebody, please uh, get in contact with me. I have a great idea for this. Let's do this. It's a game where... It's a venue. It's a real venue in game, like an arena. You could have a club. You could have an arena. You could have a backyard barbecue. You could have whatever the setting. And a band will play every day or every week or whatever. 
a real band and they play exclusive stuff, pre-recorded stuff. Could have a little meet and greet chat. You know, you walk around like in first person or whatever, third person. Dude, just like this. This would be amazing. I love this idea. I love it. It's like uh, it's like PlayStation Home, but with concerts or like uh, VR chat. You know, VR chat. People walk around in real time, like chat with people. It's exactly what it'd be, minus all the fucking tweakers and weird shit going on. Well, no, it might actually be worse, but you know what I mean. That's a good question. So, hey, actually, that's a good question. Let's put it back to you guys. Get at me in Discord. Let me know which real-life band would you like to see perform. And on top of that, which band, but which game would you like to see them in? That's actually really an interesting topic to talk about. I have a screenshot here. Oh, that's not it. Let's, uh, let's turn my well, – let me mirror. Thank you. Turn my mirroring on so I can show you. Look at this. Isn't this cool? This was the concert. <laughs> it's amazing. I love this one too. Look at Mega Freak is on his leash. <laughs> I love it. I think it's brilliant. Brilliant. Look at that. There's the merch table. See, corn. Look at that. Damn, you could get cool in-game merch or things, you know, like skins and stuff. I, I think that's what a great idea. I'd be all over that. <clears throat> hey, are you excited to play the WoW Classic? I know it's coming out. Are you excited? Are you gonna get? Are you in line? Are you? Are you in line? How long have you been in line? Hmm. Probably a hot minute. If you are in line, you are amongst ten thousand plus people that are currently in line to play. Polygon reported this. That is the login queue right now for WoW Classic. Current WoW subscribers can sign up for WoW Classic and choose which server they wish to play on. Some of those servers are already <laughs> busting at the seams. Blizzard states some servers may be looking at a login queue of about 10,000 or so people. Blizzard is urging people to switch realms, switch that shit. What's crazy is that the current realm can hold a lot more people and uh, when the game was first released. So, yeah. Um, they're saying that realms in WoW Classic can accommodate far more players than the 2006 servers such that a population estimate of a medium in 2019 already has more characters in it than most of the crowded realms back in 2006. Are any of you signing up to play WoW Classic? Are you jumping in on that? Let us know. And let us know how long it takes to get in. We would like to know. Hey, that's it for gaming news. I got some tech stuff coming up. Yeah. Steam, oh, Steam, oh, Steam. You had a zero-day hack, exploit, security. Security! Had a zero-day, and they dismissed it. And I'll talk about why here in a little bit. Uh, a zero day, uh, just so everyone knows, is when there is a security issue that has been found but not patched or fixed because it happened right now. And no program knows about it. No antivirus knows about it. Developers, 
owners, anyone in control of the software doesn't know about it because it's happening right now. It's called zero day. So it's like, hey, you got an antivirus program. Well, it's only good to protect you against the viruses it knows about, right? Right. Well, if one is created today and put through today, the developers don't have time to implement it into the software yet. It's a, it's a vulnerability. It's very, very crucial. So zero days are very, very important. So when you hear that, that's bad news. Valve had one, and uh, it was in the Steam Windows client. Uh, and just so you know, 96 million people use Steam on Windows. It is a, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it. I think this is important. You know, this is important for all of us to learn a little bit about this. I think it's good for us to be more vigilant and also just to be, you know, to be in the know, to understand what's going on and what these, what these hackers are making. And, and um, not necessarily these hackers, but like, you know, this, this is a vulnerability that is in the Steam client. So Valve needs to fix it, you know, and uh, other people have found it. Hackers have found it, of course. This is good, though. This is good so that we can fix it. This is kind of a dangerous one. It's a privilege escalation, uh, also known as an elevation or privilege of the local privilege escalation, security flaw. I know there's a lot of a lot of words in there. Here's what it means. It basically allows attackers with limited rights to use a technique known as bait and switch. They use this to run uh, executables using the Steam client service. All right? So... There's a, there's a lot of uh, steps to this. I'm not going to get too crazy, dirty, hairy into it, but in layman's terms, this would allow a potential hacker to launch a three-stage attack onto your PC, onto your Steam, uh, and in theory, take over your computer. Let me break it down to three simple steps. One, exploit. they're going to exploit a vulnerability in the Steam client, so the Steam program. Either that or in a Steam game or the Steam OS itself. Once they do that, they can then create admin privileges through this. So they can create, again, admin privileges to where they can have full access to your computer. From there, they can run their own proprietary code. Programs take full admin control of a machine. From there, they basically can either do ransomware or shut it down or whatever. They can steal your info. They can look at everything. It's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous and scary, to be honest. Now, um, the person who found this is a hacker and researcher by the name of Kravitz, and he made a post on Twitter about Valve banned him from this program. They, they have a program of people that help out, try to find zero days or exploits or issues, and then help them fix it. It's a really great community. However, Valve banned him from this program for some reason. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would, why would Valve ban somebody who found a zero day that's helping you. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. I looked deeper, looked deeper, found out pretty much what it is. Unfortunately, it's because this person who was on the team, Kravitz, banned him due to him openly talking about the security issues and flaws. He openly talked about it on Twitter. Can't do that. It's got to be between him and Valve. So, yeah, that's why. I think he got upset because Valve dismissed it and didn't want to do anything about it. And that pissed him off. And he's like, no, this is a huge issue. You need to fix this. And they're like, yeah, no, well, we're good. We're good. Nobody will know about it. We're good. Or whatever happened. I don't know. I'm just paraphrasing. And then he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to tell the world about it. It's, it's a problem. They need to fix it. And that's what happened. So originally it sounded like, oh, big bad valve. No, if you talk about, if you talk about something you shouldn't talk about online, that's a problem. 
Can't be doing that. Don't do that. Um, is there a resolution? I don't know. I didn't see anything. Just go update your Steam. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that that uh, patches it. I don't know. They're not going to talk about the patch. So just keep your Steam uh, uh, client up to date every day if you're on there every day. Just update it. I feel like they push updates like every day. So <laughs> that's good. Mad Cats is back with a new RGB keyboard. The Strike 4 RGB lighting, cherry switches, and a metal top. Give it a modern and edgy look. I don't know. It may speak to some. I think it doesn't look bad. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too partial on it, but it does have cherry MX switches, RGB lighting in the stems, which is nice, so it's very, very bright. And uh, sharp and modern design. Although slightly outdated, I think. No dedicated media keys. It's kind of an interesting keyboard. Um, let me zoom in on this so you guys can see this. Here it is here. I'll zoom in a bit. Now, I feel like... Okay, so you guys know I'm a hardcore PC gamer. have been for years. I have never really been into, like, RGB lighting. Okay, and maybe in 2003, I bought a couple of fans that had LED lights in them, and we put them on the side of our case that was completely see-through plexiglass, and we thought we were pretty cool because it had blue lights. That was 2003. So, honestly, I'm not... I'm not I don't want to talk shit about this because teach their own, but this almost looks a little outdated to me and kind of almost looks like fuckboy PC Master Race, like 2010 shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really about that. It's not horrible. See, they don't have dedicated keys, though. See, they mapped... They mapped the, uh, to the F keys. Stop. See that up here? F5 through F8? Yeah, that's, that's not good. You can't have... You gotta have dedicated buttons for that. You can't have a map to F keys. When you're in-game and stuff, I mean, there are other... That, it takes control of other things. Not a horrible-looking keyboard, but here's the problem with it, folks. It retails at 130 bucks. What? Bruh. What? So it kind of puts it in like a no man's land, right? So you were like, it's not cheap enough to be entry level, right? 50, 60 bucks. And it's not expensive enough to be super high end because it's missing features and all that sort of thing. So it's kind of in this gray area. I, I personally would just save up and buy the one you really want. I mean, I have a... $70 Logitech G14, I think. Doesn't have any RGB lighting. It has uh, brown cherry switches. And I like it. It's kind of, it's, it's, you know, it's not super fancy or high-end, but it's nice. It's clean. I'm not, I'm not partial to brands. I, I roll with Mad Cats. Just don't go buy the, two, the, don't buy the 2002 Mad Cats GameCube controllers and don't buy the 1998 Mad Cats N64 controllers. Just stay away from those. And also, stay away from P-Doors Mad Cats barf controllers. Stay away from that. Just don't don't go anywhere near it. You don't want that. <laughs> some in, I actually have some cool info about Dell. Dell has some stuff. Not Adele, the singer, but Dell computers. So they're coming out with a all-in-one Optiplex 77, 7070 modular PC. This is kind of an all-in-one type thing here. And I, I think this is actually kind of nice. They're putting a modular PC in the monitor stand. 
So you thought your uh, iMac was cool for being all-in-one. Well, now Dell's coming out with it. Um, again, it's an Optiplex 7070 Ultra. Uh, now, the PC itself, it looks like kind of like a power brick to a laptop, but it fits in the monitor stand right in the back of it. It's based on Intel's Whiskey Lake U processor up to four cores, UHD graphics, 64 gigabytes of DDR RAM, or up to 64 gigabytes, uh, M2 SSD for storage, optional 2.5 laptop hard drive as well for more storage, optional Wi-Fi card, USB-C, display port, and a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. This is aimed at corporate, corporate settings, and I think it would be great for that. I really do. Um, yeah, I actually have some pictures here. I want to talk about it a little bit before I show you. Um, I think it'd be a nice fit for the corporate world because it gets all the big, um, desktop cases off the floor, off the desk. This is kind of an all in one. Now you have just a monitor. That's it. Just a monitor. Have your keyboard and mouse up front. I think this is great. I have some pictures. Check it out. Look at that. Isn't that neat? You can see from the top picture there, kind of the modular. This piece right here in the middle, that's the PC right here. And then uh, it goes into the monitor stand. It has a little case there, the cover. This is pretty nice. You can see the top there. You can also have it for adjustable mouse there. If you've got a monitor stand that is adjustable, you can attach it to the back of the monitor right there, you see? Pretty flexible and small. I like it. I mean, hey, you know what? Honestly, here's the thing. If you are wanting to, I mean, I think it's cool, but I don't think it's really usable for any gamers. I mean, it doesn't game. It doesn't have a dedicated graphics, really. It doesn't have the IO. It's just, it's not a gaming PC. It's for corporate. It's for business. And that makes a lot of sense. They, they make a ton of money in corporate. They do. Honestly, go walk into any tech company and see Dell everywhere. That's really what they do. So I think it's great for that. If it's something you just want a computer at your house to play around with and not take up a lot of space and you don't game, you don't do any of that, to check, you want to check email, watch YouTube, why would you do that? Just get a Chromebook, right? Yeah, just get a Chromebook. doesn't really make any sense. Finally, we can see our online activity on Facebook. What? What's going on here? Oh, Marky, Marky Mark is up. Up to no good again. <laughs> no, actually, this is this is pretty good. Uh, users will now be able to see the reach of Facebook's tracking outside of the social network through its new tool called Off Facebook Activity. I think uh, a lot of people know this, but if you don't know this, just because you're not on necessarily on Facebook or logged into Facebook, it's always tracking where you are, where you're going. You know those little Facebook like buttons or um, Facebook share buttons that you see on websites? Pretty much every website has them. Those are also tracking back to Facebook. So that's why when you visit websites or go places and you see ads of things that you just searched or just looked up on Google, that's why you see those ads on like Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. It's because those link backs. Uh, it's actually... Uh, I think it's called Pixel. I think I have it in the notes down here. We'll talk about it. Um, but Facebook is now releasing this tool that will allow people to see what kind of information it has collected about their online activity beyond its borders. From the news they read, to the shopping websites they visit, to the porn that they watch. 
along with this option to dis- disassociate that data from their account. So you can basically say, um, I don't want this to be a part of me anymore. You can get rid of that. Um, so yeah, just to recap again, Facebook does track your browsing history via the login with Facebook or the, the like button. Uh, it's called Facebook Pixel. Is the little bits of code that's put on in the websites that's embedded in there that you don't really see. Um, but that is what they use to track this activity. Um, yeah, so Mark Zuckerberg last year made note of this. He brought this up, and he's now finally delivering it um, slowly. It's going to be rolling out very slowly, but eventually we're all going to have access to this. And I suggest all of us take a look at it and see what's in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be nice to see what websites, what Facebook knows about your sites from that. And um, you can just basically tell it, hey, uh, I don't want to be associated with that anymore. Fuck right off with that, bruh. <laughs> Remember, Facebook is only as valuable to advertisers, really. It's valuable because of the data it knows about you, the, delay, the data that it has collected about you so that it can then market that and say, hey, I know everything about Jason. I know everything about Jason. I know he looked up speakers on Sweetwater. I know he looked up games on GameStop. I know he went to eBay and was looking up Tommy Hilfiger, you know, jackets. I know everything about this guy. I know he's buying fleshlights, like five fleshlights a week. He's crazy. I know about that. And then Facebook can take the data and say, hey, yeah, you want it? It's for sale. You know, we can let's do some advertisement. Market towards Jason. Put speakers. You know, hey, JBL. How you doing, JBL? Why don't you market towards Jason? Put an ad on his Instagram because he likes speakers. He's been looking up speakers this week. Same thing with Google. Google's the same way. Anything free, any of these services that are free, we sacrifice our data and what we share with them. So just remember that. Uh, the community event is still happening. We have another whole week to do it. We're doing them every two weeks now. This is great. And everyone has been really coming through and posting great pictures and collages and talking about memories of hashtag my happy game. We got a whole nother week of this. It's fantastic. Go to heinehouse.com or check the show notes of this podcast episode and join Discord and go to the Discord podcast chat and post a picture of what your happy game is and maybe a story attached to it as well. Hashtag my happy game. This is really, really fantastic. I can't wait to talk about him next episode. And again, that question that we talked about, which real life band would you like to see perform in a video game and what video game? Maybe a new game. I don't know. Let's talk about it. I think this is really, really cool. Uh, And of course, the Heine House hotline. If you have a question, comment, something you want to say to me, maybe something you want to talk about or just a good old fashioned question. I have the hotline. You can hit me up. 503 908 5490 is the number. 503-908-5490. And I'd be happy to get you on the air. As we say goodbye, we roll out here. Want to thank everyone for their support on Patreon. A round of applause. Yeah. And part of the new perks is, of course, shouting all of you out. Thank you so much. I'm going to fix that text there, that main level. It should be called main floor. (laughs) 
But hey, verbal shout out to all of the game lofters. What up, y'all? Brandon, George, Aaron, Weldon, Tammy, Sam, Luke, and Ryan. Much love. Round of applause and a ding woo. How about that? Shout out to all the subscribers on Twitch as well and the Discord Nitro Boosters. Shout out to Sonic for keeping it fast. Again, call me 503-908-5490. Review the podcast on your podcast app. Would love to hear from you. Would love to get that that rating in there. It definitely helps the podcast grow and uh, helps me keep the trending up. You guys are amazing. I've been looking again. I mentioned this last time again, but I'm looking at the the worldwide stats and we have people from all over the world that are listening and it just makes it honestly it warms my heart it really really does i love doing this show i love hanging out with you all and just sitting here bs and talking about funny shit you guys make it fun for me i love when you engage i love when you send in questions enjoy uh and laugh with me it, it means so much you guys are incredible show would be nothing without you much love to you i hope you all have a Absolutely fantastic week and uh, take care of yourselves. All right. Much love. See you later.